Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Don't Crit My Style, a podcast hosted by FIT's Style Shop. This is where we sit down with our fellow teammates and discuss everything from fashion to life in the city, business, and all things FIT related. I'm Carrie. And I'm Emma. And we are your co-managers and hosts. Today, we have the forecasting team as our guest. Hi, I'm Dana. I'm a junior, and I'm the manager of the forecasting team. Hi, I'm Teresa. I'm a senior, and I'm the assistant manager of the forecasting team. Hi, I'm Angelia. I'm a team member on the forecasting team, and I'm a junior. So exciting. We're, we're thrilled to have you guys here today. You know, the forecasting team is very helpful to the style shop, and, you know, you guys do a lot of great work, so we're excited to have you. Now for our industry news segment, we're going to be talking about Fashion Month. New York Fashion Week specifically is running from September 11th to September 16th. We have two articles today we want to talk about, and then we want to get your guys' opinions on what you think New York Fashion Week will look like this year, being that we are definitely in a different environment than last year. So the first article we want to talk about is from Women's Wear Daily. It is titled Pantone's Spring-Summer 2021 New York Fashion Week Color Palette. So the forecasting team, we just want to get your opinions on some of the colors that they're showing, which ones do you think are really going to be prominent for next spring, and which ones do you think maybe we won't see as much of? All right, I guess I could start talking about that. So after looking through the Pantone color palette they released, um, I think we could definitely see like where a lot of the colors are derived from. Like there's more of like an army green and a mint green, which are definitely like stemming from the pistachio trend we've been seeing. And then of course there's still a lot of like warm colors more further away from neutrals that we've been seeing. There's like a rust, a marigold, and like a camel. So it's definitely like a little bit more exciting and fun than like what we've been seeing with the color palettes of like browns and creams. And then they had a lot of really fun colors. And I've been looking through like resort and then the first few shows that um, got posted for spring 2021. And you could definitely see a lot of the brighter colors coming through in those seasons. So I think they're definitely spot on with this color palette. Yeah, just going off of what um, Dana said about the brighter colors, I think initially I was more surprised at their vibrance and especially the colors like Raspberry Sorbet and um, Illuminating, but they're the bright yellow and bright pink colors. But again, it makes sense. We've been seeing a lot of this neutral, a lot of this monochrome um, for the past few weeks and months, I think at this point. So it makes sense. It's time for a change. Although it's a bit jarring for me. I was initially like not super into it, but I'd be interested to see how it's incorporated into the season through accents and not like overall looks, which I think is what I um, envisioned when I saw them. Yeah, and you know what? I think also half the reason why they're doing such bright colors is kind of in the hopes that we'll be able to actually go out again in spring-summer 2021 because I know that if I'm going to be going out finally and being able to, you know, go to a bar or like go out to dinner with my friends and be able to spend time in a restaurant. I want to look like a beacon of color and fun since we haven't been able to do it since March. That's a good point. Honestly, like I feel like the New York going out uniform is like black leather jacket, black jeans, black boots, black top. But I do think that once we're allowed to go out again, people, especially like we haven't seen anyone really, so we want to stand out and we want to make sure that like we're being 
Yeah, when I went out to dinner the other week, I wore bright blue pants and an orange top. So I was definitely standing out. I don't know about everybody else, but I'm into the bright colors for next spring. Um, I think it's also going to be interesting to see if, because we've been home for so long, I don't know about anyone else, I've definitely acquired a collection of clothing that I have nowhere to wear that just from online shopping. So I'm kind of interested to see if we use these like more fall and winter pieces in transition into spring and summer and how we can kind of adapt them to our outfits because we haven't had a chance to show those pieces or really pair them with anything to go anywhere. So that's what I'm interested to see. I've literally bought so many going out tops and I just wear them in my apartment. I also bought Emma nose. I bought a, uh, <laughs> I mm-hmm. bought a dress. And I, I knew this was coming. Dress. <laughs> Dress is not the proper word, actually. It's like a gown. It was right. like a vintage 90s gown, and it's sparkly and blue. And I was like, I need it. Is it $150? Yeah. But I'll find a place to wear it eventually. And you know what? Don't think I'm going to have anywhere to wear it. But so now I wear it around my apartment. If I've been in sweatpants too long, I just, you That's know. That's honestly up. a little pathetic. However, appreciate it. Emma? <laughs> Do we want to bring up the Snoopy pajamas now? <laughs> no. Let's not talk about the Snoopy pajama pants. Let's move on to our next article. Um, TikTok is partnering up with a lot of fashion brands to celebrate Fashion Week. Um, more of like a fashion month, actually. And I just want to know, like, do you guys think you're actually going to be watching fashion content on TikTok. I know that they did something with Alice and Olivia, which is super cool, but I just like don't know if I, I don't know if that's what I want to use TikTok for. Like I use TikTok to laugh. Like I feel like it's just going to remind me too much of school. So what do you guys think? I think also the way that the algorithm for TikTok works is basically most of the time you're not looking through videos of people that you follow if you choose to follow people. It's normally you going through like the For You page which is just the computer sort of giving you content that it thinks that you'd like. So I think that the issue that they're gonna have is I understand where they're coming from and wanting to put it on a platform where a bunch of young people are like looking for inspiration from, I guess the influencers on the app and stuff like that. But for the most part, unless one of those videos goes viral or you know gets enough like boost from the app, I feel like they're just gonna be making content for no one. I agree. Yeah, I feel like this is definitely more, it like works a lot better with Instagram and how Instagram's set up just with like live videos and stuff like that. I feel like that app is just more catered towards like posting fashion week content and especially like from brands like putting out like their entire show on one platform now that they don't have like an actual like runway or like show that they could put on in person. I feel like Instagram's definitely a better place for it. I think Instagram also didn't, they just put out, um, what are they called? Instagram Reels or something like yeah, that? Yeah, Reels. Yeah. So I feel like compared to being able to do like a one minute video content on TikTok, it probably should be more of like a Instagram platform, I feel like. I also just think that they don't understand what TikTok's for. I don't go on TikTok to watch videos of people like in cute outfits. I go on TikTok to watch Harry Potter point of view videos. So I don't know. I don't think they're really getting like what TikTok, the, who, the people who actively use TikTok don't really care about fashion week. I, I, I hate to say it, but it's just true. No, yeah, no, 100%. Um, especially because in the article they specifically talked about um, Gen Z and targeting a younger crowd. And that's especially the group of individuals that's watching like the dumbest stuff and expecting them to sit down and like really get inter- interested in the industry through these shows. It's kind of a lot to ask. Like it would be cool if it did pan out the way it's intended, but 
it just doesn't seem likely with them really targeting that market. Like it seems like they need to be targeting a group that's older, like our age and older, which is not as often on TikTok even. Yeah, and then especially like even it was Alice and Olivia that was on the app, right? Yeah. 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 And she she has young kids too, so I think maybe that was the reason that. Yeah. Cuz they're like that. a super fun brand, but as much as it's like targeted at Gen Z, like Gen Z is a lot younger than like what her actual customer is. And I know right. when I was like maybe like 15, 16, like I'd always love like watching the Sherry Hill shows because like I was excited about going to prom. <laughs> like I was not excited about like dressing myself at like age 26 when I was like 16. So I just feel like it's not really their customer yet. And I guess it's one thing to get like Gen Z excited about the brand early, but like coming from the point of view of like me at 15, like even knowing then that like I loved fashion, like I wanted to watch like the Sherry Hill show and want to see like prom dresses because that's like what was applicable to me at the time, I guess. Yeah, I definitely could relate to that. Like even though I loved fashion, I wasn't in the market to even think about buying something even now in college, like I, I can appreciate the design of it, but sometimes they're just way too out of my price range. So I feel like they need to definitely target an older market. Um, and TikTok is probably not the place to do that. Guys, okay, so, you know, speaking of professional experience and fashion shows and working, let's talk about the job slash internships of the week. So if anyone is interested in beauty, e-commerce, or marketing, L'Oreal and Estee Lauder have already posted their summer 2021 internships, and you can apply through LinkedIn, which is super easy, and it's really great if you're a junior and you're going to be a senior um, next fall, because this is another one of those internships that kind of lasts all summer. Um, it gives you really good experience, and there's always the possibility for a job after. You know, L'Oreal, they have locations in New York, New Jersey, and California, and Estee Lauder, um, I believe they're mostly in New York but really I would say you know when you're looking for an internship you got to make sure you're good at presenting teamwork leadership you definitely want to brush up on excel and things like that so what do you what advice do you guys have to give to people applying for internships okay quick before we get into advice let me just hype up this Estee Lauder internship because my grandma used to work for Estee Lauder and to this day she gets $400 of free makeup every year from Estee Lauder at the company store so it's already marked down like half price which really $800 of free makeup every year and Estee Lauder owns like Mac, Too Faced, Tom Ford, Bobby Brown so go work at Estee Lauder because you will love it and you will never buy makeup ever again. So that's oh my, God, my that's advice. Amazing. <laughs> but actual advice. Um, <laughs> obviously, I guess just make sure you prepare before you go into an interview. And it's more than just like, oh, brush up on like interview questions and whatever, but like really look into like the company and look at like what they're actually looking for and make sure you're focusing on like those traits in yourself. Like even if you have to like budge things a little bit, like if they're looking for somebody that like is really great with teamwork, like make sure you focus on that and like read the job listing before you go in and pull out keywords for that. I feel like that's really a big piece. And then obviously like make sure you know like where to talk yourself up in like the right places. That kind of, like I was saying, like to go along with like what they're looking for. Yeah, and then also, you know, your resume is only like the first thing that gets you into the door. It's your personality that really makes them want to hire you because a lot of companies are looking for people who are, I guess, sort of like-minded in their company like culture. So I think as long as you present yourself, similar to how Dana was saying, in an emphasis on the traits that they're looking for, while also making sure that you're coming off as being authentic and just like a genuinely nice person, 
I feel like that'll always help put you ahead of competitors who maybe come in and really just stick to what's on their resume rather than expressing their personality or getting into a conversation with the interviewer compared to them just answering questions that they're being asked. Yeah, absolutely. I think people, they definitely want to see who you are and make sure that you can fit into the company culture as well. And I think as a intern and as a potential hire, you should be kind of doing the same and ask about how that company works, try to get a feel of the people that work there and see if it is a fit for you as well. What do you guys have to say um, if you're applying to an internship and you don't really feel like you have a ton of internship experience or have never done an internship before, how do you think that you can like improve your resume to make yourself, you know, more marketable as a candidate, even if you don't necessarily have all the experience that others may? See, I think in that setting, it can be really important to um, really finely tune your cover letter to show why your, your um, traits and abilities and skill set aligns with their, um, their values, their tasks and their just overall job description to sort of sort of show how you can grow and achieve what they're asking you to achieve um, even if you don't have all the necessary or requested um, experience. I think also though you know you go to a fashion school our entire curriculum is surrounded about giving ourselves the proper education to be successful in a retail industry. And I think that, you know, if you don't necessarily have the professional experience, you can kind of look back. I know Macy says this, me and Dana were talking a couple days ago. When you apply to Macy's um, internship program, they always give you the option to submit extra files, which could be anything with work from a previous internship or work from a class that you're really proud of. And so, you know, we put all this time and effort into our schooling and it's about time that, you know, you can use that to kind of fluff up a resume that may not have as much going on for it at the time as it could. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. Um, when I interned at Fashion Snoops, when I went in for my interview, I had one internship on my resume that I did in high school, and it was pretty much just like a showroom internship. Like, it wasn't anything fancy at all. And I submitted my resume, and I also submitted this forecast I did, like, specifically for applying to internships, because, like, I really hadn't had anything like that that I had from, like, past classes. So I did it on my own time, and, like, I think I spent, like, a week doing it, but, like, I loved how it turned out. And then I really don't think I would have gotten that internship if I didn't send in the project I did, because there was really nothing on my resume besides, like, that I go to FIT that screams that I would have any knowledge of fashion forecasting. So I would definitely push for making sure that you have, like, a good body of work to show. Because then also, like, if you're going for a buying internship, maybe sending in your, like, product development project isn't the best. Maybe look for something that fits that specific role better, I guess. But I think supplemental materials always give you a head start above other people. That's a great point. And I think, too, like, even if you don't have any experience, you can try volunteering. Um, I know Fashion Week, sometimes FIT sets up different events for students to volunteer, or you could find one-week programs and even things around the school. They have an event with Student Life, anything you could really use to build your resume, even if it's short term. And I know our forecasting team is hiring a new team member. So I don't know if you guys want to talk about what you're looking for. Yeah, we definitely are looking for somebody that's comfortable like using the forecasting sites and definitely has that keen eye for fashion and like is very aware of what's going on and like what's going to influence current and like upcoming trends. For our like next team member, we would need somebody that 
is comfortable like doing our weekly presentations with us and like helping us create our forecasts and buy guides. I know right now the shop's not open. What we're going to be doing this semester is obviously a little bit different. So I think we're probably going to be focusing more on like specific trends here or there and then also like industry news. So somebody that's very up on that would be great. Oh, and then of course you have to have taken the fashion forecasting class as a prereq. If you didn't take the class, maybe make sure you sign up for it like next semester and then you could join our team. But we just want to make sure that our um, team member is very comfortable using the fashion forecasting sites and totally understands like what we need to do. So Yeah, absolutely. Um, what kind of sites do you guys usually use? I think it's kind of funny how I, anyone that you talk to at FIT that has used a forecasting site has their own preference that they only use. Like I only, for the most part, when I'm looking up forecasting, my go-to to start with, I guess at the very least, is Fashion Snoop. That's where I get pull most of my information from, and then I'll get supplement supporting information from other sites. But I just think it's funny that like my roommate only uses WGSN. So I feel like everyone has a preference, if that makes sense. Like Emma, you know, how about you jump in? What's your favorite forecasting? Website? I really, I enjoy Fashion Snoops a lot because I think it's honestly the easiest to navigate. I think WGSN, like for some reason, I have a mental block whenever I use it. I don't think it's laid out as nicely as Fashion Snoops. I think Fashion Snoops like really breaks it down. But, you know, honestly, like I don't do like forecasting presentations anymore because I'm not in the class anymore. But like, I honestly look at my trends on Instagram more than anything. Like to see like a general vibe of like what people I know are wearing and then I'll like reference it back to like a WGSN or Fashion Soups or like Doniker to see what actually is like forecasted to be a trend. But thanks for calling me out, Teresa. Oh no, yeah, of course, you're welcome. It's about time you contributed. I was getting dressed. Emma, thank you so much. I think actually me and Carrie are just gonna take over the uh, podcast for now. Um, okay. Thank yeah, you so much. Emma, we're, we're kicking you out. <laughs> Is there a way to remove someone from a podcast? Um, I literally joke. I don't think so. I got bored, so I ruined lunch, and I enjoyed doing it. Okay, let's move on. Let's talk about your team and how everything kind of goes down, what you enjoy doing, how are you guys structured, you know, kind of like spill the tea, like tell us all about the forecasting team. Dana, do you want to go or do you want me to go? Oh, I feel like I talk first every time and I don't want to sound like a big mouth, so how about you start? Dana, you're a big mouth. <laughs> okay, in the, I guess, in the short version, the forecasting team, we basically go through by season, and when the stores actually open, we create forecasts based on, like, the seasonal trends and then break those down even further into forecasted colors, styles, etc. for each of the buying teams in the style shop. For right now, though, like what Dana said, we're more focusing on the industry impact that we're having right now because no one can really go anywhere. And half the reason why you buy clothes is to go out. Like I'm in the same sweatpants, I think, from three days ago and they have tomato sauce all over them because I cooked yesterday. Classic. So like, yeah, clearly. So, you know, if we could go out, I would be actually, I probably would be like this, but still. We don't really have that option now to sort of branch out in our styles. And no one really wants to spend their disposable income on something that they can't use right away, you know? Forecasting kind of just highlight where the industry is going in terms of finance, style, color, etc. But yeah, it's fun. I feel like it's a creative outlet that some business majors at FIT don't necessarily get to do. You know, like whether you're doing um, like buying or planning, that's a lot of analytical and numbers. So I feel like 
when you get to do forecasting, it kind of ties in with product development and content creation. And I feel like it's a fun little, you know, little outlet for us business majors to really get creative. Yeah, I agree with that for sure. Um, just as a business student, because it does kind of meld the creative side, but also that critical thinking side when you are doing the research on the forecasting sites and you do have to put together a presentation and to like draw your own conclusions and analyze colors and runway, but also keep the business in mind, keep the market in mind, keep sales in mind. So I think it's a really good representation of how kind of bring those two sides of your brain and those two sides of the industry together. And that's honestly why I wanted to join the team this semester to sort of like hone in on those um, more like creative thinking skills as well as the critical thinking skills. Yeah, I definitely agree with that too. And I know when school kind of ended and like none of us were really doing anything for a while, I feel like I totally lost like my creative side. I like wasn't really like interested in fashion for like a few months because I couldn't wear anything besides pajamas or a bikini to go tan in my backyard. So it was kind of like once things started to get like rolling again for the next year and we started our forecast, it was like a lot of fun, like actually looking into everything because it was so refreshing after like not seeing it for a while. And I was like, oh, thank God, like I could finally get my creative energy out. I think our forecast that we started to do for like our fall reopening was really great. And then, of course, it got cut short <laughs> once we got the email saying that we weren't going back to school. But what we did have done, I think, was really fun doing. And I love how it turned out. So. I always notice that you guys, well, Dana, this is your second year on the team, but I can already tell you guys just worked so well together, which is awesome. And I mean, obviously, um, last year was great, too. But I feel like the three of you really have like a good energy and like your work is really good. And you always get everything done on time, which is obviously ideal and not really asking for a lot, but you guys always go above and beyond. So definitely, Aww. we appreciate you. <laughs> Aww, we appreciate you. Look at this, all the love. Emma, can I ask you, I'm so happy that I have that on record. Can you say it one more time clearly and simply? <laughs> I appreciate everyone except for Teresa. <laughs> Perfect, thank you. Our five listeners are gonna be like, why do these girls bully each other non-stop? <laughs> Me and Teresa used to have like a loving friendship. We were like only like wanted to be with each other, and then we got now. Closer now we're a, a bitter old married couple who's only yeah. staying together for their kids. It's true. We are your children. You <laughs> guys are our children, and I'm the better parent. <laughs> Doubt it. I'm the fun parent. I don't want them to eat ice cream okay. well, I don't want them starve. So, <laughs> anyways. <laughs> So what are some trends that you guys think are really hot right now? And how do you spot what trends you think are gonna be relevant to the style shop in particular? I actually, you know what? I guess if we're gonna backtrack and how we were shredding on TikTok, not being the right place to find fashion, I started noticing a lot of like the, the DIY videos, I guess that sometimes come up on my page of people like reworking old vintage Nike tops or like workout athletic tops and either turning them into um, the corsets or turning them into like the tank tops that have like the uh, the contrasting surging stitching on it. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Yes, I've definitely seen that. I know, I feel like just the, the cry, cause you know, everyone's stuck inside. So I feel like the crafty sort of aesthetic is right. coming back, whereas everything like DIY, homemade, and like, you know, it doesn't have to be perfect to look good. I feel like it's starting to come back because people like need to have something to do. Like I bought a hundred dollars worth of tie-dye um, at the very beginning of quarantine. And then I didn't touch it for three months. And then I decided all in one shot, 
to do everything in one day right before I had to come back to the city for school. Wow, you're like a pioneer. Emma, I actually was talking to Carrie, so... Yeah, this is a private conversation, so... <laughs> such a a, a and B is your way out of it. Anyway. So, so, yeah, so you definitely use, like, social media, TikTok in this sense, to spot trends, but we wouldn't say it's a place for companies to really advertise yeah i feel like i feel like companies advertising on tiktok is like not organic you know what i mean compared to having people creating content about fashion i feel like comes off a little bit more seamless on that platform but i feel like yeah no tiktok is not the place for companies to try and reach out because i immediately swipe away but that's just me i agree what are some of your other like favorite trends you see happening um or like ways you think that you can style some of the things like you talked about homemade pieces and tie-dye like how can you style that going more into the fall i mean i wasn't going to talk about how to style them because i mean i don't know how to style them I was just going to talk about other trends and where I find them. So, yeah, you, you can talk about other if trends. Works. If, if, yeah, whatever you want. I was just opening okay. up the Yeah, yeah. So other trends we've been seeing, um, I feel like definitely preppy styles kind of coming back. Like preppy sporty with like little tennis skirts yeah, and like the big oversized wolf. crew neck. Like I love that. I think it's so cute. And that's getting really popular like really fast. That's perfect. Um, I just bought a tennis skirt a few weeks really? ago. Oh, I love that. I'm but poor, definitely so that. <laughs> that and then I think definitely pastel colors and like kind of the early 2000s, 90s vibes are coming back. And then where I find my inspiration would probably mainly be like influencers I follow and then Pinterest. But also I guess when I'm doing forecasts, I look more at runway just because I feel like when you're forecasting something, you have to look more like to the future. And I think runway definitely with like the trickle down theory, you could definitely see where things come from. Like I remember... I think it was like my freshman fall so like two years ago we were talking about like tie-dye for like next spring and everyone in my class was like oh my god I would never wear tie-dye and now literally everyone's wearing head-to-toe tie-dye and it's just like you like you sit in class and you're like oh yeah like okay I'll see trends like sure that'll pop up but like it actually does and you never think like you see it on the runway and it's like a $600 tie-dye t-shirt and now like everyone's making their own and it's a viral trend so it's funny because my forecast um when I took forecasting sophomore year was for I think spring 2020 if Teresa would know we were in the same class but um I did it on like comfortable clothing which I mean I obviously didn't know there was going to be a pandemic but it's funny to look back and be like oh my god like I predicted this I knew it was coming. <laughs> yeah, no, totally. Even that, and then, like, I know on Fashion Snoops, like, they have the cultural trends, and one of them was craft. They predicted that a year and a half ago, like, two years ago. They didn't know the pandemic was going to hit. So it's kind of funny because we were talking about, like, craft and DIY, DIY coming back. I know, maybe they're wizards. Maybe they maybe they planned it. Who knows? But maybe. <laughs> it's just crazy because, like, you... Like, it's really so much of, like, a science that goes into it with the, these companies. And it's so smart. Like, the people that work there are just, like, so intuitive on, like, what's going to come next. It's really cool to look through their stuff. And then also, it's visually so appealing. Like, I was just going through fashion snoops last night. And it's just so beautiful. All, like, the mood boards and stuff. I love looking at it. I have been loving as we've been, like, coming, summer's coming to an end going into fall. Just everything knitwear and loungewear kind of combined. That's what I did my little cringy OOTD video on. 
um, for the style shop Instagram today, actually. But I'm just liking, obviously, coordinated sets, but just knitwear in all forms, whether it's dressed up, dressed down. It's like, I love the idea of sweatpants or knit pants with anything from sneakers to boots to heels. It's sort of the way you accessorize and the way you're going to accent it that really hammers in, like, what style you're going for, where you can even be going in it. And I think that's awesome for pandemic life, I guess, because you could be at home chilling in it super comfortable and then decide to go out somewhere and actually do a social activity and be wearing the same outfit but accessorized in a different way or a pair of different pair of shoes or makeup look hair look that's going to take it to the next level and I think that's kind of like cool chic like effortless sort of fashion that I like to see that kind of like uh I think either Jane or Teresa said it where it's not perfect like something's a little like out of touch whether it's whatever some sort of tailoring some sort it's a little bit messy but it's cool and it's still super fashion forward so that's what I've been loving that I'm seeing and hopefully want to see more of that as we get more into fall and winter I definitely love that trend as well I feel like it's cozy but stylish and it's perfect for my life right now because I could do online school in my knitwear loungewear and then like you said accessorize it and go out if I needed to after what are some things you guys have been wearing to your online classes do you ever get dressed up for certain classes or did you get dressed up for the first day are you just keeping it totally casual like Teresa did you wear your sequin blue dress um show it off what i absolutely didn't and unfortunately to anyone who has shared a class with me my classes are two days in a row and normally what happens is i wear the same sweatshirt and shorts for two straight days that's exactly what i do (laughs) so (laughs) i'm gonna say i'm not like you got the right idea but the wrong (laughs) one in terms of online school fashion because I honestly, and I think that's like half of the problem with online school is I don't even feel like I'm actually going to class because I'm sitting in two day old clothes on my couch. And I just feel disgusting. I feel disgusting all the time. I put on a dress for the MS meeting and everyone was like, wow, you're wearing a dress. I was like, "Uh, yeah, because I feel like at this point, like, I will be in my apartment and not leave for three days. Three days. And I'll be wearing the same thing. I'll be wearing my Snoopy oh, pajama, pajama pants. Yep. <laughs> yes. The Snoopy pajama pants and a sweatshirt. And I'll go to class like that. And I don't have to show myself in my classes. So I really don't care what I look like. But I also feel like that kind of makes us fall into like toxic habits almost. I'm like regressing to like the beginning of quarantine where I'm like stuck. And I'm, I'm just like dressing horribly and I'm dirty and like crusty all the time which is not good so I do feel like there is there are positives to like actually getting ready for a class even if like I'm not showing myself and like sitting there and like trying to pretend like I actually um care what I look like or what I'm doing also though to Carrie's point when she asked if I was wearing my um very expensive gown to class me and my roommates have started doing not quite dress up in our apartment There'll be times where if I'm, if we're doing nothing, we'll just put on, we just like get dressed as if we're going to go out and we do our makeup, we hang out and we like have TV blasting music. And then when it's all said and done, we take it off and go to bed. But I feel like just being able to still do something of the sort and like make yourself look nice so that you feel nice is also important, even if you're not doing it for online school. So the last like few weeks that my friends were all home, we were like going out and having dinner. I would get so ridiculously dressed up to the point where like 
the waitress at like the restaurant we were at was like oh like are you guys from around here like why are you guys so fancy and like I, I didn't think I was that dressed up for the place but apparently I was and we would get like full glam and I think I've posted like five outfit pictures just because I wanted to feel like I was able to wear my summer clothes at like some point like my nice stuff that I bought now that that's over it's pajamas and sweatpants for me I totally feel that um, but thank you so much, the forecasting team, for coming and being on our podcast. We really appreciate it. And everyone, don't forget the forecasting team is hiring. It's not too late to apply. They're a great team to be a part of, obviously, as you can tell from all their vibrant and wonderful personalities. But yeah, Terry, do you want to say the final? Yeah. Just thank you guys again for taking the time to chat with us. We love you all. And hopefully um, we can see one of your presentations soon at one of our style shop or MS meetings. Yes. You'll be seeing our forecast that we did tomorrow. So get ready. ready. Yeah, Carrie, Carrie, we made it just for you, not Emma, though. Just for you. Oh, oh yeah, right, Teresa. Thank you. I feel so honored. <laughs> I'm Teresa. I'm gonna come to your house later and literally murder you. But anyways, um, you know what though? Actually, I would. You know what? I've been waiting to talk about that for a minute. Try, and I'm gonna lock you out and then just put you down the garbage chute. Okay. Well, we can discuss that later. Um. So thank you guys again. This was really fun. Thanks. Bye.